Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain, six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex, and this week, it's a treat for your ears. We're talking the tweety tweets of bird songs and the thing that makes it all possible, sound. Here we go. While many birds make instinctual noises for a variety of reasons, including defending territory or attempts to impress a mate, nearly half of the world's 10,000 bird species are able to create more complicated songs. These songbirds possess a special voice box called a syrinx that allows them to create the beautiful tunes we hear. The syrinx even allows some birds to make two unique pitches at the same time. Which comes in handy considering some have an impressive repertoire of more than 1,000 different song types. But songbirds aren't born with the innate ability to croon. Instead, nestlings listen closely to nearby fully developed songbirds and practice, practice, practice so they can nail the tune. Listen to a young white-throated sparrow practice its song and notice the warbled pitches. Now, listen to a fully developed white-throated sparrow that has perfected or crystallized its song. Notice the confident, precise notes. Interestingly, birds of the same species don't always sing the same songs in the same way. Songbirds can develop local dialects, meaning a bird in New York might sound slightly different than another of the same species located in a different state. Birds that don't produce beautiful, tweety songs still have some impressive pipes, with certain species letting loose incredibly unique sounds. Let's listen to a few. First up, the great bustard, which sounds a little... gassy. Next, a snipe produces a decidedly spooky warble that would sound right at home in an episode of Scooby-Doo. The crested crapandola sounds a lot more like an old Casio keyboard than something you'd normally hear out in the wild. The call of the Gunnison sage grouse sounds like it's brewing up a cauldron of witch's brew. Lastly, the Atlantic puffin sounds like it's trying so hard to laugh, but just can't quite make it up to speed. All of those calls are very impressive and unique, but one bird has certainly carved out a special place in the global aviary, the Learbird. This ground-dwelling bird of Australia has gained notoriety for its amazing ability to mimic its surrounding soundscape, putting its syrinx to exceptional use. Some of the Learbird's sounds are straight out of Star Wars. Take a listen to what sounds like a blaster and a droid. But one of the Learbird's most famous performances seemingly recreates the noise of an active construction zone. Take a listen.
Now, there's a bit of clarifying to do here. The notion of Learbirds perfectly mimicking saws and other tools was true, but the infamous clip, not the one used in this episode, actually featured two Learbirds that were in captivity. The pair impressively picked up the sounds from work being done on a nearby enclosure, but there's no evidence to support that wild Learbirds have mimicked man-made mechanical sounds before. And the Star Wars noises? Those are just the calls of the Learbird that happen to sound like something straight out of a galaxy far, far away. There's undoubtedly a joy to hearing bird songs while taking a stroll. A joy that would be impossible without sound. Before we listen to some impressive sounds, we need to establish a baseline of how sound is measured. Sound is measured in units called decibels, named after Alexander Graham Bell. That probably isn't news, but how decibels scale might be. Other units of measurement, such as feet, are linear. If you added 10 feet to an already 80-foot tall building, the structure would be 12.5% taller. Not a huge growth. But if an 80 decibel sound got 10 decibels louder, it would be nearly 10 times more intense. When talking about sound in our ears, however, we use A-weight decibels, or DBA. While normal decibels only measure the intensity of a sound, A-weight decibels are based on intensity and how the human ear responds to it. This provides more information about what types of sounds can damage hearing. For instance, a noise measuring at 85 dBA heard for at least 8 hours can damage your hearing, while a noise measuring 110 dBA can damage your hearing in just 2 minutes. Headphones can measure at around 94 to 110 dBA, which is not great for my future hearing, folks. But headphones don't come close to some of the loudest sounds ever recorded. First, some animals can produce some absolutely eardrum-shattering noise. The lesser bulldog bats of Central and South America can screech at around 137 dB, although it's at a frequency we can't actually hear naturally. And howler monkeys use air sacs in their vocal tracks to boom their cry out into the wild at 140 dB. The Chelyabinsk meteor that exploded over Russia in 2013 did so with the force of 500 kilotons of TNT, shattering glass throughout the city and injuring more than a thousand people. The blast generated a sound measuring 180 dB from 3 miles away, and 90 dB from 435 miles away. But one of the most impressive instances of sound in relatively modern history was the eruption of Krakatoa in 1883. The volcano destroyed more than two-thirds of the Krakatoan island, created massive tsunamis, and boomed one hell of a big boom. The blast measured in at 172 decibels from 100 miles away, or probably around 202 decibels from 3 miles away. Deafening. The pressure wave from the eruption was recorded multiple times by barographs across the globe as it traveled around the world again and again. As always, it wouldn't be Six Pack of Facts without a bit of space. Space is pretty quiet, but that doesn't mean there isn't something to listen to. We just have to do a bit of audio gymnastics to hear it. 
Charged particles interacting with the magnetic fields of planets in our solar system generate different frequencies of electromagnetic and radio emissions. By itself, this doesn't result in any noise. But NASA has recorded these emissions with various probes over the years and has converted it into sound waves. Because each of the planets has a magnetic field of a particular strength and a certain amount of charged particles flowing around it, each cosmic body has a unique song to hear. And they are kind of spooky. Here's Mercury. Venus. Earth. Jupiter. And Saturn. There you have it. The beautiful and sometimes bizarre calls of birds and the sound that makes it all possible. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Until the next Six Pack of Facts, stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.